go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who I'm picking? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. All right, guys, welcome in. I want to call this. See, we call this before the hedges every week, right? Before the next greats at the University of Georgia get between the hedges. But for the second straight week, I'm going into a show thinking before the visits, because this is really what we're talking about. We're talking about another ginormous, massive, I love this term, monumentally mammoth weekend of visitors for the University of Georgia. Georgia had 16 last week. They got another 14 coming down the track this week, folks. That's so big. Counting the five that came in May, do the quick math. I didn't go to Georgia Tech, but that's 35 out of the potential 56 official visits that the good folks at the NCAA allow big-time programs or any programs uh, in college football to host official visits. That's crazy, and we've got another loaded show, folks. I heard some feedback. I'm always looking into the suggestion box. People said, hey, how about some more videos? Folks, they said bring in more videos. So we got two videos, two interviews in our show uh, this this afternoon, this evening, this morning, whenever you guys are joining us. But first, before we get to that five, the big five, I'd like to go a little something called the quick five where I try to tell you guys some things that are going on with Georgia football and Georgia football recruiting. That's what this whole show is about on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. Thanks to Facebook. Thanks to YouTube. Thanks to Twitter. Thanks to Twitch. Thanks to Dog Nation homepage. Folks for watching. Glad to have you here. Now let's tell you a little something, something about Georgia football recruiting. First and foremost, in my quick five, I'm going to tell you a lot of this show is going to kind of interweave with some webs. We're going to talk about Sammy Brown. We're going to talk about linebacker recruiting for the state of Georgia. We're going to talk about those Clemson Tigers. First topic of the quick five, though, is rivals. And I'm not talking about rivals.com. I'm talking about true recruiting rivals in Georgia's way. I don't think any program is going to stand in the way of Georgia of having the number one class and continuing to have the number one class in 2024. But these are the programs that could really maybe put a dent or maybe put a little foil in the numbers for Georgia having the highest rated class of all time. One of those is Alabama. Alabama's always going to be there. One of those is Ohio State. Hello, Jeremiah Smith. Hello, Edric Houston. Third one of those would be Clemson. Clemson, guys, they got a different way about it, a different feeling about it. We'll talk about that later in the show. But those are the three programs that Georgia's going to be basically putting up their dukes and playing the feud with in the 2024 cycle for a lot of major top targets. Second thing is I want to give you some quick information about last weekend's official visit. Um, Big storylines for me, we wrote about them on dognation.com, is Georgia went to work on the DL, Williams, Winery, Justin Scott, Justin Green, who gave Georgia a commitment coming out of the official visit and shut his recruiting down. Offensive line, Georgia also hosted a key offensive lineman in Danielle Calhoun over the weekend, a a major uh, top target type guy there. And then also you have um, linebackers. I think linebackers are important. Joseph Phillips, who just took an official visit uh, this past weekend, I think that was big for Georgia um, in terms of what they have cooking right there, especially in the wake of that Sammy Brown news. Um, One thing to think about, big picture style, there were 16 official visitors this past weekend. Six of those were commitments, and one of those became a new commitment. So seven out of the 16 are already dogs. That leaves nine. 
I think out of those nine, I think Georgia's going to be a long-term player for six of those nine. So really, you guys can look through the show. You can start doing some math, figure it out on your own. But I think three of those official visits are going to turn out to be, hey, school gets five. You wanted to see how the national champions, the back-to-back national champions do it. And that's basically what it turned out to be. Um, One other really cool stat I want to bring to you guys right now. There are currently – Georgia currently has 10 prospects committed among the nation's top 101 overall prospects. That's the 24-7 sports composite there. Um, The rest of college football – think about this for a minute, folks out there – has 35. So the rest of college football has 35 commitments among the nation's top 101 overall prospects. And Georgia has 10 of those. It's pretty good, folks. Last thing is I'll say is Georgia currently has nine commitments inside the top 100. Nine commitments. I look at my math. I look at my secret notebook, my secret notepad I have in my phone. And I think Georgia very likely has a chance to get to 16, 17, 18 of the top 100 overall prospects. Folks, that's Texas A&M all-time class territory. There are literally 18 guys remaining in that top 100 that Georgia has a shot at, or a strong shot, I would feel uh, comfortable saying. And I think Georgia closes on about six to eight of those, depending on the visits, depending on fits, depending on how things go with other schools. That's how Georgia gets to 16 or 17. The other thing to look forward to is re-ranks. Justin Green is actually outside that at 101 overall. So if he gets a re-rank, gets a boost, he becomes a top 100 recruit. And the same thing you can said can be said for Nitro's Showtime Tuggle. Nitro's one of the official visitors this weekend. We'll talk about him a little bit later. I think his skill set, he is definitely going to wind up in the top 100 in the composite or at least the on three industry ranking. Folks, that was your quick five. We went through a lot right now. Now it's time for your big five, the big five things we're talking about now with Georgia football recruiting. Number one on the list, folks, this is a guy I am I am just happy, fascinated, jazzed up, psyched, fired up to talk about, and this is Nebraska tied in Carter Nelson. Uh, I think it's kind of rankings malpractice to see him rated as the nation's number nine tied in in some places, not even a top 20 tied in in other places. I think on three has him as the nation's number two tied in, which I think is about right. Let me start telling you about Carter Nelson, and it's going to be a mouthful. Number one, I cannot recall Georgia ever recruiting an eight-man football player, especially one that's official visit, that's a priority. Georgia went to see, Todd Hartley went to see Carter Nelson twice this spring. Consider the following. This is what I put in my stories a lot when it means, dude, there's a lot we got to talk about here with Carter Nelson. (coughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. So with Carter Nelson, hey, somebody's got to say bless you, right? Thank you. Thanks everybody for saying bless you. Carter Nelson, you're talking about a young man that plays eight-man football. Never been around this in Georgia football. The second thing about Carter Nelson is he threw for 15 touchdowns last year. He ran for 14 touchdowns last year, and he caught 11 touchdowns last year. That is on one football team in Nebraska. They play eight-man football. And, folks, a lot of these yards he put up, I think he put like 700 yards passing, 700 yards rushing, 500 yards receiving. That took place on an 80-yard field. Carter Nelson's about 6'4 and a half. He's about 215. He high jumps seven feet. Guys, that is a lot, especially for a six foot four plus athlete. 100 meters is 11.05. He pole vaulted 14 feet. He can throw a shot put 53 feet. Folks, 
Never have I ever seen a combination of skills like the one Carter Nelson brings to, as a potential target for the University of Georgia. He just took his official visit. Folks, I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to try and sound reckless when I say this. There will never be another Brock Bowers at the University of Georgia. But Carter Nelson, mind you now, Carter Nelson, lean in real close. Keep the receipts on this one. Carter Nelson would be able to do the same things at Georgia that Brock Bowers does. That's how uh, terrifically, tantalizingly talented he is. We talked about Carter Nelson a little bit on the Dog Nation Daily Show with Brandon Adams this morning. Let's take a look at some of these pictures of Carter Nelson. Now I'm going to let's him with his family right there. Uh, good-looking All-American family right there. Looks like a corn-fed Nebraskan boy, right? That's his dad with the beard up there at top. Uh, he is his track coach. He's been his track coach for forever. That's probably why Carter is so good at track. He does it because his dad's the track coach, even though he doesn't really like track. He's a great basketball player. He's a high-flyer dunker. He led the state in block shots. Like, what else can this kid do, right? Part-time lifeguard, part-time fisherman. Guys, if you see the story here on dognation.com on Carter Nelson, it's going to go up tonight, going to go up this afternoon, going to go up at some point when you see this. Go look for it. There's a number 15 jersey here, and it is special. It's not because Dylan Riola was wearing number 15, as I saw some people speculate online. It's really special. It's that off-the-field component that I think Carter Nelson could have a very special uh, career in the red and black. you got another picture here. I know this is going to set people crazy right there. It's Carter Nelson. Look at that wingspan. Look at having to go get the ball. That's Dylan Riola throwing him the ball. Man, dog fans, you want to see this in your dreams for years to come if this can come to be. You think about this, Carter Nelson's from Nebraska. Dylan Riola's dad was an All-American and legend at Nebraska. Riola still chose Georgia. Um, all of the things you see here with Carter Nelson, what he could possibly be. You know, if Georgia said, you know what, we got a lot of tight ends, we're going to let Carter Nelson play a lot at wide receiver. I think Carter Nelson is talented enough to be a strictly all-SEC receiver if that's what he wanted to be. The metrics, the track stuff is off the charts. Uh, that's how special a recruit I think he could be. Um, Georgia has two terrifically talented tight ends in this class. But Carter Nelson, all that accumulation of skill, skill set, Nothing quite like it. I mean, there are a lot of great – Lawson Lucky, Pierce Sperling, Oscar Delp, Colton Heinrich, uh, Jaden Riddell. Those guys are all going to be monsters. They're going to be dudes at Georgia. Carter Nelson, though, I'm just going to say it. Haven't come across many athletic backgrounds quite like that kid in my time. We tried to tell you his full personal story on dognation.com as well. There's a lot to like about that young man. Number two. Number two, moving on right now. Again, we got before the official visits. This is what Hedges feels like right now. Let's take a look really quickly. Let's jump right into it. Georgia's hosting another 14 official visitors right now. That's according to my information. And this is going to be an offensive-heavy class. You see, you've got one, two, three, four, five Georgia commitments. Um, on the offensive side, you've got a Florida commitment right there. Mike Matthews, terrific football player. Going to be an All-SEC, All-American wide receiver. I don't know how well-positioned Georgia is right now for Mike Matthews going into that uh, official visit when I mean well-positioned. I don't think Georgia is the team to beat or he's even the 1A, 1B team to beat right there. I think Clemson, who he just took an official visit with, is big. I think Tennessee is big. I think a lot of schools are going to catch the attention of Mike Matthews. Jaden Riddell here, another fantastic tight end. Number one in the country for on three. Number three in the country for 24-7 sports. A monster, high flyer, crazy sick talented uh, tight end as well. Jaden Riddell committed to Georgia. 
I'm going to take his official visit this weekend. This family's been looking forward to that one for a while. Again, maybe you guys should all just take a quick salute, um, dap up your, cho- your, your heart a little bit. Ryan Puglisi, that story, we've told it many times. Ryan Puglisi is about the best of what Georgia football represents. Competitor, don't care who's there. Let me go get better. Let me go get iron versus iron. I've got a dream to be this. He wants to do that at Georgia. He's building the class with Mr. Riola as well. Flip City here, candidate right here, Chauncey Bowens, uh, currently committed to Florida. Everybody likes a little Georgia-Florida intrigue right there. Um, Big back, which I think is not really what Georgia needs in this class, unless they have some transfer portal things going on with their current roster after the season. And then you got a couple of offensive linemen, three offensive linemen left on this class, Ethan Calloway, massive young man out of Lake Norman in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina area, Mooresville, North Carolina, another 6'7 guy. I think Mr. Searles, Coach Searles, is basically looking up offensive linemen this year, and he's like, taller than me, maybe you can play for Georgia. Just as tall as me, maybe you can be a guard. Uh, Nitro Tuggle, guys. Lockdown, solid commitment. I think we're going to look at Nitro Tuggle in Georgia the same way folks look at Zed Haynes the year prior. Nitro Tuggle is going to be as good as any receiver Georgia signs in the 2024 class. Maybe right up there with the, the potential guys like a Mike Matthews, a Jeremiah J.J. Smith, a Ryan Wingo, guys like that. Hopefully you guys, if you don't see, didn't see it, we'll try to bring you guys the video next week on Hedges of Nitro Tuggle um, at, the, at the Ohio State camp under the watchful eye of Brian Hartline, who gets all the best receivers in the country. He makes a one-handed grab on social media. Jaws drop. Nitro Showtime Tuggle. Georgia commitment taking his official this weekend expected. He's now down at IMG Academy. Fletcher Westfall out of Virginia. He's the guy, if you guys have been reading on dognation.com, who had a spreadsheet of like, he called it the all schools comparison matrix where his Excel spreadsheet had like 18 criteria of what he liked best in the school. He ranked like 30 something schools. Georgia made his top five. He just visited, visited Clemson this past weekend. The last two guys are some Northwest Georgia folks, Floyd County, Rome area, stand up. Sokovi White out of Cass in Cartersville. Uh, I'm going to just simply say it. Sokovi White, they call him Hollywood. There are a lot of players that will go in the first round one day. There are a lot of players that can lead and win you a championship one day. I'm talking about a player that can establish and create and maintain chemistry and culture, the type of player you win back-to-back natties with, the type of player you establish dynasties with. Sokovi White is so good on and off the field, everything you'd want. I think he's going to be a great Georgia Bulldog. I think he is going to be a reason why Georgia wins multiple games a key factor, a multiple game difference maker, decider in his Georgia career. Uh, and then Malachi Tolliver, the guy that's been committed uh, from that northwest Georgia area. Coach Searles is stomping grounds um, for some time now. Malachi has also been working very hard on a lot of guys in this class. You'll see one of those in our Dog Nation conversation this week. Five, the five-star count is just one. That's Mike Matthews. Two top 50 guys. Two top 100 guys, one guy committed to another school, and you've got five guys committed to the dogs. That's what the offensive side looks like. Last week was the defensive slobber knocker, juggernaut uh, official visit list. You still got some five stars here. The Buford boys, which will help set the tone for whether Georgia has the all-time best class in the history of the 
24-7 sports team composite rankings. You got K.J. Bolden, major visit for here to Georgia. I think it's his 15th. He just saw Clemson. I still think Georgia, Ohio State are the teams to watch there. K.J. Bolden actually has a cousin, Perry Yolano, that coaches on the Ohio State staff. Uh, Jordan Ross is a sneaky, very good edge uh, target in this class. He's on five-star status with 24-7 sports. They're pure ranking, not their composite. He's out of Vestavia Hills in the Birmingham metro area, and he's from Alabama, and he's really good, 4-4, speed in the 40 type, good but he wants to leave the state. Georgia has always had a very strong shot there with Jordan Ross. Another guy, A.P. Hayward, Jalen Hayward. We wrote about him last week on dognation.com. He was wearing some Miami gear. He was still loving the dogs, still feeling the dogs. Uh, the one defensive commitment on the side, side of the ball. And then another important defensive line target out of New Jersey, Don Bosco. This is a guy that Fran Brown has helped the dogs with a lot with his background in the Northeast, with his background in Jersey. Top 105, 110 overall prospect, Jordan Thomas. Two five-stars three top 50 guys, and four top 100 guys. Again, appreciate all these graphics we have each and every week. Got to thank uh, Miss Kaylee Mansell for all of that. Next up, whew, another big one. You guys want a Dog Nation conversation? You guys want to know a little bit more about the recent Georgia commitment, Justin Green? Well, we pulled up some Dog Nation archive video. We've been watching Justin Green for some time because I always had a hunkering, had a feeling he was going to wind up a dog in this class. I must have visited Mountain View High School about four times this spring. We watched Justin Green a bunch of times so we could see what he's all about. Take a look at this Dog Nation conversation video. You got about four minutes here to get you know, let you know a lot about Justin Green. You guys are going to have to put up with that LSU shirt he was wearing, but this is a good get to know here about Georgia's latest commitment, Justin Green out of Mountain View High School. It's remarkable how you have changed your evaluation and your recruitment. You went from 215, rising junior, and what, four months to 250? How did you do that and why did you do that? Um, honestly, the how was just, I was just eating and I would eat some more and when I got full, just eat again after that. How many meals a day would that be? It would just be the normal amount of meals, but I would just eat like a lot in those sittings and then like I said before I would drink some protein shakes after you know try to help get my protein up and the why behind it was definitely I just I knew I could be better than what I was where I was currently like before and then it did like you see the results fast especially like I went to an all-star game you know that was a Georgia League Classic and you know, I definitely feel the difference, you know, I, the little, like, 10 pounds I put on already. But I honestly just like working out, too, to be honest. I like hitting the weights. Um, and how did that change the way college recruiters saw you? It, almost like you went from a group of five to anywhere in the country. Did you feel that coming? Did you know that would happen? Or was it nice? You just wanted to see what you would get if you put on more weight. Actually... I forgot to tell you, um, my coaches were telling me some people were saying I was just too small, I guess. So I was like, they're not going to have to worry about that anymore if I'm, you know, put on all this weight. So, yeah. 
Um, Georgia's the in-state school. Um, tell me the genesis of how they offered you. And um, it was, actually I was in waitering, like you came and Coach P pulled me out and he said, you know, Coach Scott was on the phone and I already kind of knew what was going on because why would he need to call me in the middle of the day? But yeah, he we on the phone, he offers me and no, he seemed, I'm pretty sure when we talked before, he said, you know, they were behind, they're gonna try to get their 24s and that like basically is exactly what he did. You know, they got done with their season. A couple of weeks later, you know, he calls me, comes down probably like a couple of days before. Cause I think, you know, going to Buford, the other schools around here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he offered me like two, three days later. What does an offer from the two-time national champions mean? We said earlier, it kind of validates that you, you're pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a big accomplishment because, you know, Georgia, you know, Kirby Smart's defense, they know what D linemen look like and, you know, what it takes. When people watch you play, what do you hope they pick up on that matters to you? Honestly, they come to one of our games. I just wanted to see that I'm, you know, I'm worth my ranking. I'm worth my stars, you know. I'm not just hype. Does, do the Georgia coaches and Coach Scott, does he tell you, like, what he likes in your game, why he offered, and how you would fit into his defensive line? Um, I remember this part specifically when one time he was here, and you said that, like, they're, what do they call it, the Jack, whatever, the outside linebacker, and their DNs kind of are, like, in the same meeting room. So he thinks I could be, like, kind of a hybrid player, you know, play both. Hmm. Um, Justin, when you think about your dreams – and what motivates you in this game? What is it? What are those things? Mm, my dreams, um, definitely to be a starter, you know, when I get to whatever college I pick. And eventually, you know, when the time comes, get my name called at the draft. Justin, thank you for your time today. All right, guys, that's Justin Green, latest Bulldog commitment, number 17 in the class. Number 12 defensive lineman, number 11 defensive lineman, somewhere in that range. Number 101 overall, number 108 overall. Dadgum good future Georgia Bulldog there. I love that part of his story, how he he basically changed his body, where he went from a maybe group of five, lower power five, into into a player that everybody in the country wanted, LSU, Auburn. South Carolina, that's who really Georgia beat out there as chief competition. Love this stat here. Um, another uncommon stat in my reporting. He blocked six kicks in ten games last year as a high school junior, including one in four straight games. It's a pretty special skill set. I think the scheme, they got, were able to free him up as he overloaded one side and were able to, he was able to knife through, get the penetration, and get his hands up to block that kick. But still a remarkable skill. And that, my folks, is your Dog Nation conversation, the first of two so far in this program for Before the Hedges uh, today, tonight, brought to you by Kroger. Hope everybody's hanging in here. You want to talk about Sammy Brown news? I think that's the fourth thing to talk about there. Put your fours up. Because, you know, a quick thought on this. Everybody's saying, you know, Sammy Brown kind of ran from competition or George had stacked up too much depth. I'm not going to believe that, having been around Sammy and his family. Uh, Sammy is an achiever. His dad's high school coach. 
great weightlifting coach, uh, been a head coach, been an assistant coach, great offensive line coach. Um, he never made a B in his life. I think he's power clean 405. I think he can squat like 550. I think he bench presses reps at 350, 360. Can run a 10-7 in the 100 meters. Is a two-time state wrestling champion. His whole resume there says achievement. Um, I think it was just a really great fit for him, the Clemson way. Clemson has a different way of doing things, folks. It's heavy on faith, heavy on family. It's heavy on a personal, interpersonal connection. I think maybe Georgia's depth was a factor, but I th don't think it was the factor. I think if everything else would have made sense, he would have jumped into that fishbowl in Athens, Georgia, and tried to swim and compete with all the sharks Georgia has at linebacker, the dogs Georgia has at linebacker. I think it was just a feeling. I think it was just a fit. One thing I think you're going to see here, and when Georgia lost Landon Thomas or when years past when Georgia would lose to Jaden Hazelwood, they'd end up with the George Pickens or – Things didn't go the right way with Noah and Papo, and they end up with Nicobe Dean. I think Georgia will be just fancy, just splendid, just great at the linebacker position. We put together a graph uh, to let you guys see, like, where does Georgia go from here? I think it kind of maybe evens out some things, makes things a little bit simpler in terms of what Georgia's going to do at linebacker. After signing three guys ranked among the nation's top six linebackers in 2023, What's the 2024 glance going to look like? We put together this right here, give you guys the names. As we see it right here, I want you to focus on number two right now. First of all, that's Demarcus Riddick out of Chilton County in Alabama. Uh, currently committed to Georgia, just took an official visit to Georgia. I think Georgia, I guess I want to say held serve or maintained that they're the top school for him. I think Demarcus Riddick was actually quoted in it by at least on three sports by saying that Georgia is still his number one school, but then he said Alabama is a perfect school. Everybody saw how viral the images and video went when um, Demarcus Riddick was with Nick Saban at the Alabama spring game. He hopped out of a Benz. He went to the spring game after being driven to the stadium in the same vehicle as Coach Saban. That's certainly an impactful moment. Um, Auburn, Alabama are going to basically shoot their shot at him. Right now, I think he remains committed to Georgia with a little bit of strength to it. We'll see how the future officials affect him right there for a young man growing up in the state of Alabama. We will say that he was naturally uh, found his way towards Georgia from the start. Justin Williams, the guy's going to take his official visit, the number one linebacker in the country. Would be a true Georgia thing, right, to miss on Sammy Brown and maybe see Demarcus Riddick, the number three linebacker in the country, a five-star flip to maybe an Alabama, and then Georgia come back, and it would help his cause uh, tremendously with a guy like Justin Williams. Fantastic backer, uh, as good as some of the ones Georgia has signed in, pre in previous years, and that's saying quite a lot. Um, he is going to take an official visit on the 23rd with his high school teammate. Um, some things about Justin, I was told by a very strong source that he was really feeling it on his first official visit to Georgia. He liked it a lot. There's the chance that him and his teammate, Joseph Jonah Ajanye, could come there together as well. Uh, wait and see how that June 23rd official visit goes. Justin Williams would be a heavenly linebacker fit in Athens. Another guy right here, Jamonta Waller. He's going to visit Georgia this month. Just took his official visit to Auburn. Ole Miss is in the mix here as well. He's an edge, but I think he could do a lot of things that Jalen Walker has done. He's a great outside edge player, but also can be kind of an off-ball linebacker as well, even though he's not the biggest dude at like 6'2 or so to play edge. He gets it done with phenomenal great pass rush ability, great burst, great bend off the edges. 
Jamonta Waller. Very impressive player, number one player in Mississippi. You got Joseph Joe Phillips here, a guy of Booker T. Washington in uh, Tuskegee, Alabama. Joe Phillips just uh, took his official visit to Georgia as well. He was at Georgia for the scavenger hunt. I think Georgia's in a good spot there with Joseph Phillips out of Alabama, number nine linebacker in the country, number 122 overall. Really great player. Uh, Christopher Jones, this is a guy that was initially really warm with Georgia and then kind of, I bet, Christopher started getting an idea of what Georgia has at linebacker, maybe what's going on with Sammy Brown, what's going on with others. Um, just took an official visit to Florida. There had been some crystal ball action there for Christopher Jones out of Fairfax, Virginia to Florida. We'll, we'll have to see if he takes his official visit to Georgia later this month, um, what sort of impact it might have on him with everything else going on in the Georgia's linebacker room. Um, but Jones is a heck of a player. I think he's good enough to play at Georgia. Great mindset, great work ethic. Lastly, Chris Cole. Guys, watch this name. Chris Cole is going to take his official visit to Georgia next weekend. He was at Georgia earlier in June on an unofficial visit, working out, camping, getting to know Coach Glenn Schumann. He's a hybrid guy. He's a hurdler at 6'3", 210. He's out of Virginia, uh, four-star prospect. But another guy that there are definitely some things happening between him and Georgia. Could potentially make his way into the class. I think he's a heck of a player. If Georgia would able be able to get him, that would be a good get as well. Chris Cole, guys, that is your linebacker recruiting glance. That was number four. A good way to see where Georgia moves on, what the board, what we feel the board kind of looks like from interpreting a lot of things through various sources uh, to what the board looks like at linebacker. What happens if a Demarcus Riddick flips? What happens in the aftermath of losing a tough battle to Clemson for Sammy Brown? That's our best uh, presentation of what we see happening right there. And number five, here comes our second Dog Nation conversation. He was an official visitor this past weekend in Athens. He tried on the big number 71 jersey with his size 15 cleat. Georgia has made this young man a priority for forever. I'm talking about Daniel Calhoun of Walton High School. You guys are ready for another Dog Nation conversation inside the same Before the Hedges? Here you go right now. Funny, cool, fun thing about the Georgia official visit. How do they make it fun? They're supposed to be fun. Um, all right, the first, the first time I know, on that Friday, like the first time we got there, we did like a little, we had like a little dinner, and then we had like a, like a little charades game. So it was like the offense, offense on this side, and defense on that side. Like it was like playing like charades. Who won? Defense. Like probably by like a point. It was like, it was. They treated us. They did, huh? Yeah. What was a good? What was some? What was a funny moment? Was somebody doing something funny that you'll always remember? Um, ooh. it was a lot of funny stuff. I think like, I think Dylan. I can't. I can remember like they was like all on the ground. Something like it, it was real fun. Like everybody did something silly. I know at the end of the official, you mm -hmm. get to talk to Kirby, you get to talk to Coach Cyril's, and they lay it out on the board. Mm -hmm. What did they tell you when they made that pitch to you about why they wanted you? Um. They really say like I'm physical, you know, like I'm the guy that that we need or that they need. It's uh, like my length and like all that. How is Dylan Raiola recruiting you? Does he want his? Does he want to keep his jersey clean? Does he want you to protect oh, his yeah. back? What most, does he tell you? Most definitely, you know, he probably texts me every day. You know, come be a dog, send me all these facts about Georgia and stuff. So, oh yeah, he's really hardcore, huh? Oh yeah, he's real cool. Uh, Daniel, you've taken your official visit. I'm going to conservatively say I think you've been to Georgia 15 times maybe. 
um, especially since your freshman year. Um, what do you like best about Georgia? What, if it does become Georgia down the road, mm -hmm. what would be the big reason why? Uh, mainly like development. You know, they Coach Smart and Coach Hills, they send offensive linemen to the league or, like almost, almost every year. So really just like development is real key. What was it like putting on the gear? I'm sure you did the photo shoot, right? Mm -hmm. What jersey did you choose and why? I had the all black. I had, I had put it on before, but you know, I want to do it again. So it was real cool though. What does your timeline look like? Can you just go over what mm -hmm. you'd still need to see and then maybe when you want to make your decision? At right, Georgia? No, just your timeline for the rest of your recruiting. Mm -hmm. uh, I got Bama this weekend. Then I got Auburn like midweek next week. And then I got Tennessee that weekend. Then I got Texas last week. The goal for you is to make the decision in July. Why is that? Um, it's really trying to get over with, really. You know, I'm trying to commit before I see the season, before the season starts, so I can like get it over with. So, wait, so how do you, um, how do you think Georgia would develop you? What have they told you about? Like, is it just looking at the track record? Or is it something that Coach Searles sees in your game that he can pull out and make better, make you better? Um, yeah, I think Coach Searles. You know, you see something like that, he can you know, make me better, like, like more physical, like the run blocking stuff like that. Out of those 15 visits, where does that one this weekend rank? Was this your best visit to Georgia? What was that one like for you? Um, yeah, most definitely. This is my part, yeah. It's my best. My best visit. Either that or like the Tennessee game. That was real cool. You still think about that game, huh? Lots of recruits tell me about that. Oh yeah, that was, that was a real cool game. Um, who else works on you? Is any other offensive lineman working on you? Is Tolliver working on you? Have you met that oh, yeah, heard from that new guy, that nah. one guy up in uh New York yet? No, nah, uh Tolliver though, from Carsville. Yeah. What does he say? Um, kind of the same thing as uh, does Dylan, you know, come play with me, you know, we'll be right, right next to each other, stuff like that. Um, what'd your folks think about it? I know it's, mm -hmm. do you think you guys will make a decision when you get to July and you've seen all the schools? Are you guys going to sit down around the table? Is it just going to be a your gut feeling? Have mm -hmm. you guys talked about how you'll make the decision yet? Um, I'm going to take like all the officials and then I'm probably going to sit down at the table and I'll talk about it then. What'd your folks think of the visit? Were they having fun? Oh yeah, most definitely. They've been there multiple times like me, so you know, they, they kind of seen it a lot. I mean, I mean, they like it too. One of the things I hear from recruiters everywhere, coaches everywhere in college football, is when there's a recruit that's been, to, an in-state recruit that's been there over and over and over, mm -hmm. the challenge is to make it interesting or to show you something new. Yeah. Was Georgia able to show you anything new this past weekend or at least something that maybe you hadn't looked at it that certain way before? Uh. Have you done the cooking sessions yet? Have you done any of that stuff yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. We made pasta. Uh, yeah, we made pasta. It was, it was real good. What's your decision going to come down to? What's the major criteria? When it becomes mm -hmm. comes time for you to make it, what do you think are going to be the biggest factors here for you? Um, really, like, development, you know, relationship with the players and coaches, um, like winning, winning championships, and, and part of school. Daniel Calhoun, mountain of a man here at Walton High School. We always appreciate your time. Thanks for taking some time with us today. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you have it, guys. That is Daniel Calhoun, four-star offensive lineman. I think he's the number 84 overall prospect, 86 overall prospect, number five offensive tackle. Used to be at Centennial. Now it's at Walton. One thing the Walton staff tells me about Daniel, they've been amazed what type of kid he is and what type of worker. Six, six and a half, 355 plus. Um, never begging out of a drill, never stepping out of a drill. The one thing that really captures them is the way he moves, the way he moves on screens, the way he gets out on the edge, how he moves as well as anybody they have across their offensive line. And he is by far their largest offensive lineman. Interesting to note, one of the things that we talked about with Daniel 
was Georgia has only mentioned left tackle, right tackle to him. They haven't mentioned guard, even though I feel like guard would be a great spot for him early on. And it's really not a disservice to anyone's skill level. Look at Xavier Truss, All-American tackle. He's been a guard at Georgia. Tate Ratledge, All-American tackle. He's been a guard at Georgia. Georgia gets by with those physics, six foot six, six foot seven type huge guys right there. And I think should Daniel Calhoun choose the dogs, that might be a good spot for him to start at, at out as. Uh, other thoughts from Calhoun by just kind of talking to him. Kind of fatigued with the recruiting process. He knows that the Georgia official was a lot. He's kind of thinking about doing – remember he said he's going to see Alabama, then Auburn midweek, then Texas. Uh, he's got a lot of schools. He doesn't think he needs to take six or seven or eight official visits. And I got to say, just this young man, in the heat of summer ball uh, before his senior year, Walton's a hardworking – grind, achieving, we're going to sweat, we're going to build you up type program. And I'm going to say that, you know, these average offensive linemen eat about two steaks, two, three steaks every official visit. They was going to put away, put away like probably 15 steaks this month, and he's going to do his best. He's going to track his calories. He's going to track his nutrition to make sure he still stays really good shape for his Walton High Raider football season. Guys, folks, that's your big five. I'm going to tell you, be very honest. I was putting this week's show together. I had three things I wanted to take out. That's how heavy this show is right now uh, that we'll save for next week. We'll save for down the road. But what we won't save for down the road is your table stakes. We're talking about our top targets. We're talking about snapshot. We're talking about the position glance. And, guys, we got a new name to look for on the commitment board right here. Take a look at this commitment board right here for the 2024 class. This is the number one class in the country by far. It is more fun to go through than a girls' night. Girls Weekend in Nashville over the weekend with Cowboy Hats and your best friends. Um, the 2024 class breakdown. Um, this is uh, Dylan Riola, Ryan Puglisi, Dwight Phillips Jr., Nicar, Nitro Tuggle, Sokovi White. Just doing the math. Puglisi, Sokovi, Nitro, Malachi, Riddell. Almost the entire offensive class except for Riola, Phillips, and Carr, and Harrison and Heinrich, of course, most of, most of those board, those guys are going to be on, in town on officials. Uh, this weekend, that's your breakdown for your offensive side. There's one five-star. Your specialist is the unheralded Drew Miller in a class by himself because he's going to be the only guy on the specialist commitment list as far as scholarship-wise for Georgia in the 2024 class. And now the defensive side, we got a new name, Justin Green. He's a, only the number 101 overall player in the country. Uh, the rest of these guys are all top 100 recruits. Justin at one time was a top 80, 82 overall recruit, so his, his rankings are going up and down. I don't know why they would need to be going up and down because Justin Green keeps getting better. Jalen Hayward is one of those names that will be in town this weekend on his official. Mr. Peyton Woodyard, uh, who does a great job, he's beasting behind the scenes in recruiting this class as well as anybody in the class, including right up there with Mr. Dylan Riola. Ellis Robinson, DeMello, uh, Peyton, and Riddick. The rest of these guys all took their official visits uh, last weekend on that first weekend in June. That's your class breakdown. I um, want to take a look right now, and this is what uh, Miss Mansell says behind the glass. It's her favorite graphic to put together every week. It just makes her feel, makes her feel like she's enlightened, makes her feel like she's doing some really true artistic work right here. I'm going to tell you some folks are doing some artistic work. That's the Georgia recruiting staff. Look at this. Five in-state commitments. Georgia is still the state with the most commitments with 11 uh, out-of-state commitments, but five guys are in-state. Ten offense, six defense. Number one nationally by far. Look at this. Top 109, top 54, 
three five stars, one offense, two defense. Uh, most of those top 50 commitments are on defense. Um, and then you got 12 commitments in the SEC footprint. Five commitments are beyond the SEC footprint. Folks, more commitments are coming. There's more coming in the next couple of weeks. There's more coming in the month of July for certain. That's when a guy, a guy named Jeff goes on vacation for a long time. But uh, that doesn't stop the recruits from coming. Uh, that is your quick snapshot about how Georgia's recruiting class looks from 10,000 feet. That's the 10,000 feet salesman view, I've been told. And next, we've got our top targets, folks. This is a doozy. This has been the most changes to my top targets uh, in quite a while. If you're going to look at some names here, you're going to see stars by them. What do those stars mean? Those are going to be names of guys that are new to the top targets this week. Who came out? Sammy Brown came out, of course. Who came out? Justin Green. He was number three last week. He came out. Georgia got the commitment from Justin Green. You have a new number one here to sum it up in Khalil K.J. Bolden. Number two is Edric Houston. Guys, Georgia is, I'm going to tell you, just in a fight, an absolute slobber knocker, steel cage match, one of those Vince McMahon, WWE, loser leave town type recruiting battles there. I think Clemson and Ohio State are in the ring there with Georgia. It's going to be a tough pull. Um, but Edric Houston would certainly be worth it. Grew up in Atlanta from a family of dog fans. Georgia has recruited him as hard as anyone, as consistently as anyone. I think this weekend official visit for Edric Houston is going to be key in terms of usage. How is Georgia going to paint the picture for how they use him? Is it going to look a lot like Trayvon Walker? Is it going to look a lot like Jalen Carter? Is it going to be a cross? How is that going to compare to what he heard last week from Clemson? How is it going to compare to what he's hearing from Larry Johnson in Ohio State? I think the presentation of the role will be probably the biggest part of his official visit to Georgia this weekend. You see Justin Scott. Justin Scott moved up quite a bit. I think that official visit went well for the dogs. Number four, I think uh, you see some published reports from different sites that have Justin Scott now having Georgia in the lead after just one visit, uh, tied for the lead with Notre Dame and Miami. Uh, Joseph Jonah Johnye, we mentioned him earlier, a young man out of Texas. We had an interview with him, candid interview, revealing interview. He said there were multiple times on his unofficial visit to Georgia for the scavenger hunt where he was thinking it might be the place. Number six, Daniel Calhoun, we just saw him. Nathan Frazier, now that's a name, folks, uh, out of modern day in California. He's in town this weekend uh, for an unofficial visit. His official visit, he's been quoted as saying he wants to have that later in the season. Um, fast-rising linebacker there. We mentioned Justin Williams. Look at that. Another new name by that asterisk, Carter Nelson. He comes in um, throwing haymakers, goes all the way at debut number nine in the top targets list um, this week. Just We heard about him in the opening of the show. I let off the big five with Carter Nelson. Special young man, terrific football player, a guy that the dogs have wanted for some time in this class. Don't care about how many tight ends. He doesn't care about how many tight ends it is. Um, Georgia got some good vibes and some good juju coming out of that visit. It was an awesome visit. That was told to me by the family. Another new name, Joseph Phillips. Another recent official visitor took his official visit uh, out of uh, Tuskegee, Alabama. That's Booker T. Washington High School. Aiden Breland, that's a name that's been in and out of the uh, top targets list. It's not a new name. It's a new name compared to last week, though. Um, Aiden Breland, uh, probably one of the better defensive linemen Georgia can finish with. And Williams Winery, he has a guy that came from off the list. He's moved back into um, as a top remaining target. The number one defensive lineman in the country, the number three uh, prospect overall. I kind of feel like 
that uh, Georgia has now got itself in the territory where it's going to have to try and win a race with um, win a race with Oklahoma and, and Tennessee right there. And that's what that official visit was wanting to do. It was supposed to put Georgia right in the midst of thing, right in the midst of that thing with some good vibes and some good feelings coming off that visit. Now we're going to go off the list. There's some names, guys, you'll see that were uh, had been on the list before, but I just don't think they get the, the bounce that was necessary off the official visit. Here's one thing I'm going to tell you right now. Just off the list now, you're going to see the name Ryan Wingo. I don't think Georgia was able to get a good enough bounce off the official visit. I had a chance to talk to uh, Ryan Wingo after the visit, and it just kind of felt like it was a good to not great visit. Ryan told me that the best thing that Georgia has going for it, um, if they were to win uh, his recruitment, was they said he knows he's going to compete for a national championship every year. He liked the vibe with the players there. He's been connected to Dylan Ryola for some time. Let's go off the list. Fletcher Westfall, he's going to take his official visit uh, this weekend as well. We talked about that inside our Big Five. Jordan Thomas, he's in town this weekend for the Big Five as well. Dylan Stewart, he was an official visitor this past weekend. A number two edge in the country, another five-star. Jordan Ross, he's in town. Casey Poe, you see an asterisk by his name, Casey Poe. I think that Clemson official visit, I think you got Oklahoma, I think you got Baylor, I think you got Texas Tech, I think you got Alabama in there. I think Georgia certainly would love to have Casey Poe right now, but it's going to be hard for Georgia. The biggest thing for Georgia with Casey Poe is they need to get him back on campus for an unofficial. If you see something right there, then you know you got something right there with Casey Poe because he's going to take a lot of impactful official visits since he came and saw Georgia on the weekend of May 19th for the official visit. Um, see some names here. Mari Jefferson, that's a wide receiver to watch. Marquez, Marquez, Big Kez, Easley, he was another official visitor for Georgia this past weekend. I think we must make uh, note of this. Marquez Easley told us um, early in the year when he set his Georgia official way back in February as a core contender for him, he was going to make his decision on October the 22nd. He announced basically right after his Georgia official visit that he had moved his um, – commitment date up to July the 8th, I believe, which is a substantial movement coming off his official visit, which certainly means that now Marquez easily is wanting to go ahead, claim a spot in the right class. He wants to feel like he can get it done with his official visits in June. And you certainly have to like the way that Georgia official visit went for him to feel like he was ready to move something up. Chris Cole, we mentioned him. Christian Clark's another great back to watch. And then Ethan Calloway working from bottom to top there. Ethan Calloway is going to be another official visitor this weekend. Another great, massive human being, large wingspan, everything else. One of the things I, I remember talking to Daniel Calhoun about to throw in towards the back end of her show is Daniel Calhoun told me that Georgia had measured his wingspan, measured his measurements. What we're going to do, that's going to be your cliffhanger because what's coming next You've seen just off the list. You've seen your top targets. Now, it's time to get live here on Before the Hedges on Wednesday nights on Dog Nation, brought to you by Kroger. Folks, we're about to go live on Kroger. Get your questions ready. First thing as I'll do is I'll tell you just how large that wingspan was for Daniel Calhoun when he was measured again at Georgia. It was a substantial number for a young man that big. You guys are going to hear all about that. You guys are going to hear about Everything you need to know, you get your questions ready. That's what we're here for here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. I'm Jeff Sintel. I'll be back in just a minute.
on before the hedges. Um, live portion, live q and I've kind of trolled through the homepage. I've kind of trolled through, trolled not in a bad way, but a good way, um, through the homepage. I've taken a, taken a lap around YouTube, taken a lap around Facebook. What do you guys want to know tonight here about Georgia football recruiting? Loaded show, packed show. I don't know if we're going to go maybe 10 minutes at the most tonight um, on the back end of our show, but I wanted to ask you guys, what do you feel about um, the cliffhanger? One of the things I wanted to share with you guys to kind of lead things off was Daniel Calhoun was measured at Georgia. He told me, um, we talked to him this week, talked to him just earlier today, actually. Calhoun told me his wingspan, that's tip to tip, was measured at 85 inches. So that's basically the Kembe Matumbo plus an inch. That's how big um, the sample size is right there for uh, Daniel Calhoun and the arm length. Hope everybody's having a great time tonight. Hope everybody's really enjoying um, try to put in a lot of stuff. Got a lot of Georgia stuff going on. Uh, let me see. Christy on YouTube. Christy, you got a question for me, ma'am? Uh, Alan Hampton, I see. Uh, uh, do I think oh, that's a great question, Christy? I don't mind. <clears throat> Christy wants to know do I think Georgia will have more than one night game this season? Yeah, I do. I actually feel like the first game of the season is going to be a night game. And I actually think about the first SEC game is also going to be a night game. I think you're going to see um, both of those games. I think there's going to be, since Georgia has won back-to-back, -back, I think as much as Georgia may not like the uh, home game and the late starts, I think maybe one or two this year seems like a reality. Uh, Thomas Dew. Uh, I would say, uh, Christy, he's like six, six and a half and about 355, maybe a little more than that after all those steaks and all the good food the good fillets he ate in Athens. Um, Thomas, I think the reason why Sammy Brown didn't commit to Georgia is I think it wasn't anything against Georgia. I think it's just he felt like a better fit there at Clemson. I know his good friend, Heaven Brown Schuler. Those two had always been talked about, um, talked about playing together in college. I think that was important to both of them. And really, I just think Clemson just fit, like his personal values, his core values. I do think maybe – the amount of guys that Georgia had stacked up at linebacker was something for him to think about. But I will reiterate, I asked that question to Sammy a lot. And Sammy's like, actually, the fact that they have so many um, great linebackers, he felt that that would be a push to make him find his best football. He did relish the competition. All in all, it just came down to it. I just think he just liked the fit at Clemson better. Um, Alan Hampton wants to know what type of running back is Georgia looking for and who are they getting? Um, I think Georgia is really looking for a lot of running backs now that can do a lot of multiple fit things. I think they're looking for that James Cook type. I think that's what Nate Frazier, the guy that's going to be taking an unofficial visit <clears throat> to Georgia this weekend. I think he's the number nine, number seven running back in the country now. His stock continues to go up. He plays for one of the greatest programs in the country the most prolific, the most popular, the best name brand programs in the country in modern day out in California. That was the high school program that sent JT Daniels off to college football and eventually to Georgia. Um, I think they're also looking, there's a young man named Christian Clark out of Phoenix, Arizona. These are these guys that did a lot of those things that Kenny McIntosh did, receivers out of the backfield. Because if you look at the Georgia roster now with uh, Lenith Whitehead, the walk-on from Athens Academy, plus Andrew Paul, plus Roderick Robinson, and you've got Branson Robinson, and you've got Kendall Milton. There's a lot of guys there that kind of have sort of some of the same, like, runaway Humvee, big, thick, 225-pound 
skill sets. And I think what George is looking for is a lot more of those shifty guys that could do a lot of those things. Uh, Thomas Doe, I think George is going to have their most stacked wide receiver room ever. That's a half hat tip to uh, Brian McClendon. I think Yazid Haynes is going to look great. I think Dominic Lovett, the transfer from Missouri, is going to have a phenomenal year. I think he's going to chase the 1,000-yard mark. I think he's going to be electric. Remember, he caught 56 balls for Missouri last year and made Georgia look kind of frustrated at times where they're all, uh, you know, all incredible defense. Um, Dominic Lovett made some yards on the dogs as well. Thomas, I don't think Troy Bowles will start at linebacker for Georgia this year. He's a little undersized to be a backer. I think he could start out really making his earliest contributions as a star type player. I think he can give you a lot of the things that Javon Bolt, Javon Bullard was able to give Georgia after about a year or two. Um, and I think he also the fact that he just enrolled and moved into campus uh, last week uh, certainly says that a lot. Got a lot way to keep, keep up. Um, Thomas, do I think the, the guys that would be looking to replace Brock Bowers, I think Oscar Delp's going to make a big jump this year. I think Lawson Lucky and Pierce Sperling are going to be great as freshmen. They're going to be ready to roll as sophomores. And freshman class, guys, the incoming freshman class, Jaden Riddell, Colton Heinrich, and then a young man that's a major target that I just dropped a story on right now on dognation.com about Carter Nelson. I think he's also a prolific, unbelievable athlete. Guys, I'll be honest with you have never written about a player quite like Carter Nelson on the offensive side. It always seems like Georgia is able to find new levels of an elite athlete. And when you got a young man that comes out of eight man football that can throw a ball 55 yards, can high jump seven feet, can run 11.05 and 100 meters. He threw 15 touchdowns last year. He ran for 14 touchdowns and he caught 11 touchdowns in eight man football. Um, that's really impressive. Um, Thomas, you're killing me with these questions. I mean, you got a lot of them. I think Deuce Robinson's decision was based largely on the ability to play both football and baseball. Let me see. Let me check out Facebook. Hopefully everything's going okay on Facebook. Um, making sure you guys can hear me okay. Can everybody hear me okay? I hope so. Um, let me see what's going on uh, on Facebook. Um, let me see. Um, <clears throat> anyway, guys, let me try to log into Facebook through another method. Um, Let me see, going back to YouTube, um, hopefully all those questions, I hope I answered a lot of those questions. Um, Mo better for, I just don't think King Joseph Edwards was really a good fit for Georgia. Um, I think Georgia has prioritized other guys. Um, let me see here. Just checking uh, through a bunch of stuff right now. Um, let me see. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Um, trying to pull up Facebook, not being able to pull up Facebook right now. Uh, I had to restart my computer. You know what that means, guys, with Facebook. You got to go through like 19 logins. 
Uh, let me see. Well, hey, guys, um, try to keep things under 55 minutes, under 60 minutes. I want to say thank you guys for all joining us on uh, another edition of Before the Hedges. I'm glad you guys made it. It's, it's always a thrill for me to talk about Georgia football recruiting and kind of share you guys as much of a big picture of Georgia football recruiting as I can. I want you to guys to always look forward to uh, checking out Dog Nation daily um, tomorrow morning uh, with Brandon Adams back in town. Um, always great programs from Brandon. I got to join him today on Dog Nation Daily. Talked about Carter Nelson, that story that just dropped on Dog Nation a few moments ago earlier in the evening. Uh, it was really one of those fun stories to write. I tried to write that story a different way because Carter Nelson's a player that um, really haven't seen Georgia recruit a player quite like that before. Guys, that's your intel, everybody. Be well. Have yourself a great rest of your week. Have, have yourself a great weekend. Thanks to Kroger for their great partnership. Go to Kroger.com backslash sign up for all your digital coupons. Think about that morning boost. Think about going in there and getting your grocery on at Kroger for so many, many years. They've been a great fat friend and a great sponsor of Before the Hedges here brought to you by Dog Nation. I'm Jeff. Again, everybody take it well, take it easy out there. We'll see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.